When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SEN Cube. You know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thanks for rolling up the sleeves with me this morning. Immortals, Christmas wishes, naughty and nicely, scram finals, Queensland's biggest sports quiz, all on the menu. But first, you and I have got a bit of work to do. If you were designing the Gabba, what's your must-have? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Since we last spoke, confirmation of what we already knew the Gabba's going to get bulldozed and they're going to start from scratch, rebuilding it. And you're paying for it. So, by rights, you should have a say in what goes into the design, right? So, what do you want? What, what's your deal breaker? What is a must-have at the new Olympic Stadium? Is it parking? Is it a roof? What about the number of seats? What about what the seats look like? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Tenders and designs are about to begin, so let, let's help them out. What would you have at the Olympic Stadium? There are prizes up for grabs today. Dinner or drinks on us at the Waterloo Bay Hotel. We've got tickets to the Bullets and Hawks this weekend. We've also got Queensland's biggest sports quiz. Prizes up for grabs there too. Oh, I need to give you... I'm, I'm, I'm going to start early today. One of the answers you'll need for the quiz after 11, Italy. Yeah? Yes, Dane, yes. So write it down. For those playing at home, I will be giving out answers to our last man standing quiz, as I do every single Tuesday. What you need after 11, one of the answers will be Italy. Uh, the silly season is there. Christmas parties have started. Ours is actually on Friday. Um, wish lists have started to being compiled as well. Today, we'll be getting the NRL and AFL Wish list. Broncos, Lions, Dolphins, Suns, Titans. What's on your team's wish list? What do they need to work on? What do they need to do? What gaps need to be filled? I reckon one of the biggest holes left is in the centres of the Broncos with Herbie Farnworth going to the Dolphins. That's why we'll be talking to one of the greatest centres Brisbane's ever had. And he's also a Redcliffe junior as well. Brent Tate will get his thoughts uh, on wish list for the NRL teams, but also his thoughts on immortals as well. Hmm, the immortal debate. It's been going for a few days now. 
And we all hear the name Brett Kenny thrown up. Well, I've got a couple of others for you, which we'll get into this morning. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. In the next hour, there's a fairly important shield match getting underway at the Gabba, weather permitting. What are we now? 23 degrees, 90% chance of rain today. So they will get some wet stuff. Let's hopefully it's not for too long at the Gabba. But there are test implications. Renshaw v Bancroft. Uzi and Marnus getting some red ball cricket in time for the test. I know Uzi's played already, but Marnus uh, after the World Cup. And Cameron Green. Yeah, test implications definitely at the Gabba. And across the Nullarbor tonight in Perth, the heat in and the thunder. Women's Big Bash Eliminator. We will head across to the other side of the country and speak to the coach of the Brisbane Heat, Ashley Nofke. He's had an up and down season roller coaster. Are, are they hitting their sweet spot? Can they roll into the finals? Well, they need to win three straight just to make the grand final. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Right about now, they are making a major announcement at Pat Rafter Arena. It's another big name for the Brisbane International this summer. Tournament director Cameron Pearson coming up uh, a little later on in the program to talk us through that announcement. Once the names drop, we will bring them to you this morning. 13 13 55 0467 736 736 to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation. Before we do that, though, let's do this. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. Five, four, three, two, one. Not only uh, Thunderbirds go, but the Gabba is a go as well. Since we last spoke, the Palaszczuk government has confirmed that the Gabba will be knocked down and rebuilt for the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. The price tag? Uh, well, we'll get into that in a moment. But first, what does the Gabba need to have? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. If you were designing the Gabba, what is the feature that you would have there? The most needed. The non-negotiable, the deal breaker. What does it need to have? And I'm asking you this. It's not too far-fetched from reality here because, let's face it, you're paying for it. Your taxes are paying for it. Your land tax, your parking fines, your stamp duty, your rego, your payroll tax, anything you pay to the state government is going into the GABA and that urban renewal around that at uh, the cost in just a moment but what are the non-negotiables does it need a roof a retractable roof perhaps i'd like to see that i would because that way you can play sport all year round how does it work with cricket uh, the study you've been to the study you've seen here and around the world what are the things you'd like what are the things you'd like to see when it comes to the Gabba, we know there are protests that have been staged over the weekend. The East Brisbane State School, the residents, they feel like they've been left out. They haven't been consulted. There's not enough information. That's an issue. That's part of it. But there's bigger picture stuff at play here. When I was 14, we had World Expo in this city. I was lucky enough to live through that. I was lucky enough to... Well, maybe not quite understand what it was meaning for our city. But I look back on that now and, and see 
that it was when we were transformed from the <clears throat> the country town, Brisbane, that quaint country town in good old Queensland, into a world city. And it was left a world mark, a, a, a legacy, if you like. It's the postcards. And I'm talking South Bank. I am old enough to remember what South Brisbane looked like, what the southern side of the river looked like before Expo, before South Bank. And it wasn't flash and it wasn't good. A lot of industrial areas, warehouses, run down, not a good part of town, really. But World Expo left that legacy. South Bank, that my kids, your kids, your grandkids are enjoying right now. And their kids will get to enjoy. And their grandkids. That's exactly what's happening and will happen at the Gabba. Now, you think Gabba, you think of just the stadium. Well, the stadium is the centrepiece of the urban renewal project. This price tag that we're hearing, $2.7 billion of your money. It's not just for the stadium. There's a pause there because I need you to realise that and let it sink in. It's not just for the stadium. That, that's going to be a major part of it, but it's for the precinct. It's for the area. I heard the Palaszczuk government call it East Bank. Mm, yeah, that might take a bit of getting used to. But we're getting the north side of the river redeveloped right now with Queen's Plaza and the casino that's going there. We are getting... Uh, Queen's Wharf, sorry, not Queen's Plaza, Queen's Wharf and, and the casino that's going there. We've already got South Bank, so this is going to be the next stage of urban renewal in this city that we will be able to benefit from for generations to come. And it's not just the stadium. It is the precinct, it's the entertainment, it's social housing, it's the link and the connection and the bars and the experience and everything else you need that sport can be built around. It's going towards the biggest cultural expo and entertainment on the globe, but that's just for two weeks. It's what's going to be around for the next two or three generations. That's why I'm okay with this being built. You know what I say? Just, there's nothing like an Olympics to get things done, right? The infrastructure, the innovation, the investment, and it's all needed and it all now has a hard deadline. This road... That rail line, the accommodation, the refurbs, they can't be kicked down the road by politicians any longer because there is a deadline. They can't blame the other side for not funding. They can't bicker about it. It can't be not budgeted properly or not planned properly. This is something that a city whose population is exploding, it's something we need. So, the Gabba, what we heard on Friday, 50,000 seats. Is that enough? Would you like more? I'm okay. That's the Goldilocks number for me. We're never going to pack 50,000 on a daily basis, but also on a, on a weekly basis. But you know what? Even if we do, supply and demand, right? It's going to be the hottest ticket in town, whoever plays there. So you, you want to be left wanting more. You want it to have that demand of getting a ticket. If it's 100,000 seats, well, you're not going to feel that every week. Would you feel it once a year? Maybe not. I think 50,000 is a good sweet spot. We also know that there's going to be a ring road underneath the stadium. Think Suncorp Stadium, the MCG, underneath it to make getting in and getting out for 
those deliveries, for transporters, for anything that needs to be at the Gabba. A ring road will be there. There's going to be three pedestrian bridges, two over Main Street to hook up with the Cross River Rail, the new station at Wollongabba, and one into Stanley Street going into the Logan Road Dining Precinct. The design and procurement process is going to be starting immediately. Demolition 2025, completed by 2030. They're talking the best part of 2,500 jobs at the peak of construction, and the economic impact will flow throughout the state. You give people to give you give people a reason to come to Brisbane, a Gabba, the stadium, that precinct, for a concert, for a test series, for finals in footy, whatever it may be, and they don't just spend money there; they spend money in hotels and clubs and restaurants and public transport and transport around the city. And, and you know what? They may take a trip. They may go to the Great Barrier Reef. They may go to the Gold Coast, the Sunny Coast. The economic impact cannot be underestimated. Barcelona, when they had the Olympics in 92, their tourism tripled after those games. Imagine if tourism in this state tripled after the 2032 Olympics. Huge boost for the economy, huge boost for business, a huge boost for the pillars of economy here. So they are some of the reasons why spending this money on the Gabba precinct, not just the stadium, I'm okay with aren't you? The knock-on effects are huge. The opportunities, the jobs, the community improvement, the, the boost of the economy. But right now I'm asking you, what does the Gabba need? If you were designing it, what are the must-haves? 13 13 55 0467 736 Sixteen minutes past nine. We'll take a quick break. Back to your calls, your thoughts on the Gabba redevelopment next. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Nice one, Slam and Sam. They're getting things off to a flyer today. That's well, good from you, Sam. We built this city. Not on rock and roll, though, on sport. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, doing it this morning, all thanks to Macca's proud sponsors of the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sports here in Queensland. Uh, do you subscribe to the theory that you need to be seeing elite sport to have grassroots thriving? That's another thing that attracting the best of the best at the Gabba would do, wouldn't it? 13 13 55 736 736. Lee, thank you for your text. Definitely a roof and maybe a crash for families who can't leave their kids at home. Lee, thank you. What do you think of that idea? A crash, child mining at the Gabba. But surely the sport that's on, whatever that may be, that would be child mining enough. Although being a parent of well, three kids and not every single one of them loves sport, I can understand that. It can be a battle. Lee, you might be onto something. A crash. Uh, text coming through. Plenty of stuff, which is outstanding, but I don't want him holding on any longer. He has jumped on the line, 13 13 55. Uh, Dave, very good morning to you. Uh, the Gabba, what's on your mind? Yeah, ben, ben, for a start, they can't call it East Bank because there is no bank. <laughs> but I think a name, for the, a name for it should be the River City Stadium and maybe call it the River City Stadium or the People's Palace. 
um, because we're paying for it, um, <laughs> and maybe have a lot of a lot of water fountains. You know how hot it gets in Brisbane. Water fountains down near the end of the steps in the grandstands because a lot of places they don't have that. No, that's that's fair. Water fountain. So like a, like a little mist or something that comes out and you can walk through just to get that. Oh. Just to get that oh, fine spray. No, 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 no. It's for drinking, you know. It's, you know. It's, it's, oh, water fountain, like a bubbler or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, D- Dave. Water fountains, bubblers. There we go. Away. Water fountains. I like that. There we go. We'll send that in. There's, there's the must-have as far as designs are concerned. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Do you, do you agree with Dave? Is that on top of the list? That's a smart play. Walking from the train station in summer, that that will be an annual annual pilgrimage. Jumping off the train and heading over to the Gabba across Main Street. A couple of pedestrian bridges there. I mean, that's a pilgrimage now, isn't it, from Suncorp Stadium, from Milton to the stadium. It'll be a lot shorter trip, though. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, Peach, morning to you. So, morning, many. As for the Gabba, remove the corporate rooms and leave the whole area to be used by the public. After all, we are paying for it. And if you want to use the elite areas, you must be in smart dress. The corporate boxes take up too much space and are used by people who sponge off governments and big business. It must be stopped if the public are funding it. Anastasia may have to hobnob elsewhere. Oh, Peach, now I get where you're coming from. I get the sentiment. Sadly, it doesn't work like that. The, the, The corporate dollar... The corporate experience actually helps pay for it, puts money back into it because those who own and run the stadiums, the government, stadiums, Queensland being the entity that controls it for the state government, they actually need to be running it as a profit. They need to be profitable. They pay for the ground staff who look after the pitches and the ground. There's also the management of the stadium as well, the maintenance, the upkeep, everything. I'm just scratching the surface as well. So those corporate sales and corporate suites, that's where some of that money comes from. And look, there's a knock-on effect because whoever hires the stadium, be it Cricket Australia, Queensland Cricket, the Lions, the Heat, they can then on-sell those corporate facilities. But either way, there is a trickle-on effect for money coming through. So look, I, I get what you're saying. The People's Palace, as Dave called it, or River City Stadium. I'm going to come back to that. Um, it's it's a factor. It, it needs to be there. It needs to have corporate facilities. Because, and I'll, I'll go on further, sport is a great vehicle for getting people together, uniting society. You've heard me say that a million times. But it is also where deals get done on a business level, and a government level. And before I lose you, just think of Albanese and Modi going around that stadium last year ahead of the Test Series. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Trade, investment, all the stuff that you just might go, hang on, glaze over. Sport is the big conductor for that. Those corporate facilities, there are a lot of deals that get done there. Been there, I've seen it. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Scott, get to you in just a sec. Uh, Daniel, great text. Retractable seats, so it's an oval for AFL and cricket, but then can be used for rugby league, rugby union, soccer, but the crowd is closer to the action. 
tractable seats. Daniel, putting that down, that probably would add to the cost, wouldn't it? Or is there a way of doing it? I mean, you see some of those stadia over in the UK where the pitches actually go underneath the stadium and drop down. Wait, is that a, is that at Old Trafford where the actual pitch, or is it one of the, is it Man City Stadium where they, it, it can, it can almost be hidden away, protected from the elements. That would cost a lot, wouldn't it? Writing it down on the list though. Daniel, thank you. Every idea, there's no bad idea. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, 28 minutes past nine. Time for Scott before we get to the news. Scott's out of Kalanga. Scott, morning to you. Hi, good day, Ben. How are you? Very well. Thoughts on the Gabba? Yeah, mate. Look, the money they're going to spend on it for these few extra, oh, was it 5,000 seats? It's just ridiculous. Um, I think we can kill two birds with with, with one stone. I reckon uh, what the other callers have said or the other texters have said about mm. uh, about a roof. Um, I just look at the at the Brisbane Broncos for next year when they're going over to LA. They had to they had to take second best stadium for for the LA Rams because they couldn't get close enough to uh, Las Vegas. And it's got a it, their stadium's got a, a roof and it's got seventy thousand seats. And you know um, I think we could also kill another bird with uh, uh, with um, yeah, upgrades to or not having to upgrade the entertainment center and we'll have a purpose built round stadium that can pretty much house everyone and it'll, it'll also have a roof. The the entertainment said we're out of Boondle. Yeah, yeah, no, like it's um it's past its use by date too, you know. Yeah. So uh, if you want a good, you know, and I, I know that uh, you know Taylor Swift is asking for the biggest biggest stadiums in Australia at the moment to play at, and she's picked Melbourne and Sydney because we just don't we just don't have any, um, you know. And if we if we, we if we want to be an Olympic city, then uh, you know let's step up and and spend some money and actually do it properly. Scott, appreciate your call. Thank you. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Do, do you agree with Scott and what he has to say there about the number of seats in the stadium? I, I am going to touch on that before we get to the news because there is a misnomer there that the Gabba can seat 42,000. 42 and a half, I think it's officially listed at, but it, it, it can't. It doesn't. For the different configurations of the sports that it holds now, cricket record is 39,000 and change. And the reason being the seats are taken out because of the sight screens and behind that, uh, there is now a veranda, the deck, you remember where the pool used to be at the gap? Well, they've taken out seats there. The upgrade to the corporate facilities that has happened in the last 18 months, that has taken a number of seats out. When you go to the AFL now, you've got the, the team dugouts, or the yeah the seats on the side there the boundary and behind that is now advertising banner which just wipes out that entire bay, so the forty two thousand seat stadium gabba which it's officially listed at it has never held that, N- never. The only time it's even come close is when people are allowed on the field when you have a concert there like a Taylor Swift or Adele which we've seen, and they're saying now that if a concert does come to Brisbane in the new Gabba setup, that that could potentially have 70,000 where the bowl is full and the deck, the ground as well. So there is a misconception out there about how much the Gabba can hold. 50,000. It's a good sweet spot, I think. Because even if we get up to 70, are we going to have 70,000 people at the Gabba week in, week out for the Lions, for cricket, Big Bash, test matches, 
you may get close for an Ashes. Maybe. Maybe. Is 50,000 the sweet spot? 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Uh, Brent Tate standing by, but so is Vanessa with the news. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. of November, the silly season has started. I mean, our Christmas party's Friday. When's yours? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, What is on your Christmas wish list for your team? Be it NRL, AFL. This morning, we are going to go through both. And right now, it is the NRL's turn. And I've got the perfect man on the line to talk to us. He's been an absolute mainstay all season. I speak none other than the Maroons, Kangaroos, Broncos, Warriors, Cowboys. Well, you name it, he's been there. And done that, and is now one of the best on Fox Sports. Brent Tate, a very good morning to you, Tate. Uh, can I say Merry Christmas? Is it too early to do that yet? No, no way, mate. Absolutely. Is Merry tr- Christmas to you too and to all the yeah. listeners, mate. It's um, well and truly the festive season. A tree up at your place? No. To-do list <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah, this nice. Weekend. Nice. No, I, I had the kids banging on the door in November. I said, let's just get through Halloween first before we put the tree up, but it's been up and running. <laughs> now, what goes under the tree, though, Tady? That's the big thing this morning. Christmas wish list. Let's step through the Broncos, Dolphins and Titans in the southeast. Um, from your old team, the, the Broncos, what would be on their Christmas wish list? Their top priority as preseason gets underway yesterday. Oh, I think on their wish list, mate, would be to, I guess, deal with last year's heartbreak and, um, you know, use that as a motivating factor for heading into this season. I think that's going to be the, the big thing for the Broncos to whether or not they can, you know, climb that mountain again. Um, obviously, a couple of really big losses, too, in the two boys heading over to Redcliffe. So, a um, couple of young guns that they've brought to the club, I think, you know, also on the wish list would be um, a couple of those guys stepping into those positions and, Maybe not replacing them, but certainly um, filling a gap, and and, and um, you know the guys around them are going to have to stand up for the for the losses of those two. Okay, well, I think the biggest gap is Herbie Farmworth in the centres. I mean, I know um, Tommy Fleckler's a big unit, and they've got a, uh, but I reckon they've got the the size and and the young blokes coming through to, to fill that. But Herbie Farmworth, and this is a, an old position of yours, Tady, in, in the centres. I, I just don't know if Broncos fans or even the Broncos themselves realise how big a hole he is going to leave. Yeah, he's a great player, mate. He's a, he's a wonderful signing for the Dolphins. I, I, I love Herbie. I love watching him play. He's, he's One, he's a strike centre, and two, um, he's a competitor. And there's not too many games this year where, you know, Herbie sits out in the centres and you don't see him get the ball or go after the game. You know, every game he's competing hard, he's going after it. And, you know, and he's a genuine game-breaker as well. So, um, mate, he's a big loss. But they've got a young kid, Dean Mariner. Um, there's, there's huge raps on him. Um, and, and sometimes as a kid, mate, you just need a chance. So, um, you know, obviously it, it, they're big shoes to fill. But, I mean, if he can come in and, you know, We've seen the you know a few guys start at the Bronx the last couple of couple of years that have really grown and 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 taken their chances and if he does that well then you know they won't miss Herbie too much but um, 
you know, they are big shoes to fill because he's a wonderful player. And Tady, that's the stuff we see. We see Herbie on the ball and in attack and that blistering, the, the step, the speed, and, and, and Dean Marin has got that as well. But it's probably the stuff that, and this is where I think they'll miss him, it's the stuff that you don't see, and especially in the centres. You mentioned being a competitor and going after the game. It's the stuff he does off the ball and those those one percenters, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is, Benny. And as I said, you know, sometimes in games, you know, got strike centres that, you know, if it, if it's a sort of game where they're not getting the ball and it's not coming to them, you know, they, they'll sit out there and, you know, sort of have six to eight carries a game, which is nowhere near enough when you've got a strike centre. But that's not Herbie. You know, he's, you know, he's 15 touches plus a game. And, um, you know, if the ball, you know, if the ball's not coming out to his side, you know, you, you're seeing popping up in the middle of the field or he's taking a tough carry out of dummy half. He just... I just love the fact that he goes after the game. He just doesn't sit and wait, um, you know. And, and I think, you know, Katoni used to do that a little bit. I think he got a lot better last year going after the game himself. But I think, you know, a lot of that's probably off the back, uh, you know, being inspired by Herbie and, and that competitive nature of, of wanting to compete with him in your own team. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know... It, it, those those guys are huge losses. Um, you, you, you can't just replace them. Um, it, it does take a little bit of time, but um, you know, Fleggy's uh, he's also a huge loss. Obviously, he's a Test and Origin player, so um, big shoes to fill, mate. But I think on the wish list, what we talked about, if um, those young guys can step up and you know not replace them, but just you know play a role in their team, they'll be okay. Would finals? Or you'd have to think finals would be the top of the wish list for both the Titans and the Dolphins. Would they? Would is there something else they need to have, Tati, to even even before they start thinking of finals? Oh, look, mate. There's a lot of a lot of things that have got to happen, but oh, I think um, you know, I definitely think the expectation, certainly from the Dolphins, with who they've bought this year, and they had a horrendous injury toll last year. So if they can get that part right. Uh, you know, I definitely think that they'll be in a position, and the expectation will be to to play semi-finals. And then you go to the Titans. Well, well, you know, they've come out and said the reason why they've got Des Hasler at the club is to win premierships. So that that is 100% the expectation. So, um, you know, I think both sides have got rosters that can can make finals and compete at finals time. And um, I, I like the fact that he's gone to Titans. I, I like the play that Steve Mitchell's pulled there. I think it, it'll be good, and I think it'll pay dividends. And um, I think it'll be you know, just what that club needs. And I, I'd expect them to be a, a much improved outfit come 24. Survive, surviving Desi's dojo, maybe may just on the Titans <laughs> players' wish list. Whatever's going on in there, surviving that may, may be the top there. Hey, um, Taddy, uh, Immortals is something that has been on the, the menu for a couple of days now. And uh, before jumping on with you, I, I threw out Wayne Bennett to be an immortal, uh, you know, left field. But uh, as a coach, th- there's nothing he hasn't done in, in the game. How much do you reckon Wayne would hate that, be- being down as a rugby? Or do you think he'd actually respect it? Oh, yeah, Benny, I think he'd have to like it. I mean, it's your legacy. It's what you leave behind. I mean, you know, when it's all said and done, when you're an immortal, it, you know, that lives on forever whilst the game of rugby league is being played. So, look, look. You know, he, I think he'd probably say he'd be embarrassed, but I think mate, deep down he'd be really proud of, of that achievement. And I think, you know, I'm, again, I'm not really familiar with the rules and the regulations around and, and you know, around naming of the immortal. But, um, mate, I think if, if he was to be named in there, I don't think there'd be too many people in the game of rugby league that would put up too much of an argument around Wayne being named as an immortal. So um, his, his contribution to the game has certainly been... 
uh, you know, as we know, as big as anyone and um, continues to be. And, you know, um, yeah, his record speaks for itself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to be in the Hall of Fame before you're even considered to be an immortal. I may be wrong on that, but I'm sure that's the system and how it works. Uh, we see Billy and, and uh, JT now being eligible for that honour after being retired for uh, five years so they can step up into that. Well, how else should we recognise Wayne, do you think, Tati? Because let, let's face it, 2024, this is probably the last year we're going to see him coaching, like hands-on coaching in, in the NRL. So it was a farewell gift when he does hang them up at the end of uh, 2024 season. What would be an appropriate, uh, you mentioned legacy, for, for Wayne Bennett? Yeah, it's going to be really hard to understand how you could probably measure his contribution to the game. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, if he was named an immortal or they put a statue up of Wayne out at the front of Suncorp Stadium along some of the greats that are out there now, yeah. you know, there wouldn't be too much of an argument from anyone. And um, it, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because I guess we're in sort of unfamiliar territory with, with uh, a man that's coached and has such a standing in the game. I mean, we've had some great coaches, but I'd, I, I don't think none really have had the profile and the standing Wayne's had in the game. So... Um, you know, as I said, oh, you know, I'd love, may, maybe a statue out the front of Suncorp would be befitting of Wayne and his legacy. And, um, you know, certainly that ground and um, what he's done for Queensland, yeah, I think that would be a, a really nice way to, to recognise his contribution and what has been um, pretty awesome over a long period of time. Can you imagine him posing for a statue? Oh, could you imagine the statue? I don't know how it would be and what's, what, what's pose he'd have. I mean, yeah, yeah it would be... Be funny. I saw Matt Scott's uh, his statue out of Ilfracombe, and um, well, hopefully it's a bit better than that one. <laughs> so he's not a clipboard and whistle bike, is he, Wayne? So you you know, is it? A he's not. Is he a teapot like hands on the hips? Is there a bit of that action? Or yeah, I think there might be, mate. Yeah, well, the boys used to give it to Wayne about being called the coat hanger because he was tall and skinny with those broad shoulders. But um, I don't know if that's going to be befitting of the man and what he's done. But um, yeah, it'd be an interesting one, mate. He had the train, but as I said, I, I certainly think he'd uh, he'd certainly be welcomed amongst the, the greats that are there now. Nice one, mate. Thank you, Tatey. You have a merry Christmas. Thanks for being part of the show this year, Brent Tate. We will pick it up again in twenty twenty four. Thirteen thirteen fifty five oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. Wayne Bennett is a statue. What what pose? What would you do? How? Where? Well, we know where. What would it look like? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past ten. Thanks for your company this Tuesday morning. It is all happening in the lead up to Christmas. The Brisbane International have just released some big names coming this summer. Grand Slam winners, semi-finalists as well. Arena Sabalenka. The last time she was down under, she was crowned the Australian Open champ. So, yep, she'll be in Brisbane kicking off the summer. Ben Shelton, who made the semi-finals of the US Open, will also be here. Uh, let me see. Who else have we got? Alina Robikina, 
the power and precision. She is coming to town. We'll be speaking to the organisers of the Brisbane International before midday today. Who else is on their Christmas wish list? It's what we're talking about today too as far as your sport, your team. Who and what is on your Christmas wish list? 1313-55-0467-736-736. Scotty, he says, my wish list is for a Broncos premiership in 2024. I reckon you're not on your Pat Malone there either. Thank you. Um, oh, look, plenty of texts coming through too about the Gabba and the rebuild. If you were in charge of the design, and let's face it, it's your money that's paying for it, taxpayers' money, you should have a say. What would be the first thing? you would have at a brand new Gabba. What, what's your non-negotiable? What's your deal breaker? What is top of your list for a redesigned Gabba? Uh, plenty of thoughts coming through on that. Um, there's been a couple here. There's been a couple. Winston, Adam, uh, who else has mentioned this along the way? I've seen a few of them. A must for me at the Gabba is to keep its identity at all costs and also a KFC to help out with those long days on the Terps. Adam at Morningside, the new Gabba facility definitely needs a KFC. It's a fan favourite. Listen to the people. KFC, really? Okay, 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Muzz, thank you for yours. A vastly improved seating and legroom. They are a must at the new stadium if it's to be truly world-class. And Ben, I'm sorry, but I've had a gutful of a monopoly that is the catering rights at venues. Premium prices for the best C-grade food and beverages. Ooh, Mars, not happy. Not a fan of the stadium food. KFC. He didn't say KFC, but there we go. Anyway, thirteen. I'm sure. I'm sure there'd be. I'm sure there'd be some sort of rights on that. That that's the other thing. Uh, we did have a caller a little bit earlier. Uh, I think it was Dave who mentioned the Gabba. Let's call it River City Stadium. Well, we know the naming rights for the Gabba are up for grabs. This is something that's been on the cards for the best part of two years. Uh, before the Olympics were announced, and I'm tipping it is on hold until the redevelopment goes along. So, naming rights for the Gabba. I think during the Olympics, it's got to be something like Brisbane Stadium. It has to be neutral. It can't have a brand name to it. But River City Stadium. Dave, you could be onto something there. Any other names for the Gabba? Oh, should we just call it the Gabba? See, it won't be called the Gabba at the Olympics, though. So. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, Oscar from the Valley. Oscar. I'll tell you what. Oscar's living up to his name of Oscar the Grouch or Oscar the Grinch. He said, it's still November and your button monkey is playing Christmas music. Probably still believes in Santa and sleeps with the lights on, too. Oh, come on, Oscar. Get with it. Okay. Um, for those just joining us for the first time today, uh, it's the penultimate show for the year. Penultimate. Yeah, the second last. Um, tomorrow, we are wrapping it up for the year. Uh, then we've got cricket and summer programming coming in. So that's why we're doing our Christmas wish list, Oscar. Come on. How do you like them, apples? <laughs> Come on, Oscar. Get with the program. Christmas wish list. And it's why we have our next guest ready to rock and roll. We've stepped through the NRL wish list for your teams. But what about AFL? Lions and the Suns. 
Let's bring in our expert from SEN Footy Nation, uh, Dean Solomon. Dean, a very good morning to you. Merry Christmas. It's not too early to say Merry Christmas. Our Christmas party's on Friday, so I'm saying Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, good morning, Ben, and good, good, good morning to all the listeners out there. Yes, Christmas is coming out really quickly, isn't it? It Boy. is a um, good time of year, and as you said, Christmas parties are about to erupt, and uh, everyone's going to enjoy each other's company after what's been a long year on the back of a, a couple of big, big years worldwide. So um, I think everyone's looking forward to uh, downing tools for a couple of weeks and enjoying some much-valued family time. Yeah, 100%. But when you realise the weekend, uh, on the, the 25th, we're less than a month out from Christmas. So Christmas wish lists Great. are up and running. We know pre-season is up and running. We've seen Damien Hardwick uh, start things at the Suns. The Lions had their pre-season kickoff yesterday. And this is the thing that I love seeing. It was for, well, the first week of pre-season, at least, is for first and fourth year players. So anyone that fits into that mould. The senior players basically aren't required back at training yet. Yet they were yesterday. They were setting the example. So many of the senior players for the Lions back in, getting stuck in. I'm tipping that they want to harness the hurt of a grand final loss. Oh, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. And that's an interesting piece, I feel, with Brisbane. Um, I think we spoke post-grand final, but how, how deep did that hurt? cut each individual and it would because it puts so much in um, for so long just not not 10 months of last year um, it's years and years of work um, both players and staff and if it didn't hurt it means you didn't care um, but at some point in time you got to take control of that hurt and then start channeling it in the right direction and, and if that's and I was unaware of the amount of senior players that had arrived yesterday if that's if that's um, what has occurred, and there's a lot of senior players come back early, that is an absolute sign that uh, Chris Fagan would be looking for and, and that they have channeled the, the hurt and, and, and turned that into somewhat some motivation um, to get back after it as quick as they can. Well, Dean, on the flip side, what does that do for the group? What does it do for the youngsters, the, the first to four-year players, to, to see those senior players back when they're not supposed to be, when they're breaking their holidays to, to get stuck in? It's a classic cultural piece, isn't it? That's the DNA of the footy club. Um, you know, your actions are always speak louder than words, as we as we hear a lot. But uh, if if the leaders of the football club uh, are doing that, and and the young fellows, the one to four year players, consistently see that behaviour, well, then they just become a part of that. So that becomes a legacy piece, and that becomes that football club for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, absolute positive behaviour by the by the leaders of the Brisbane Lions. All right, what would be on their wish list? I mean, you know, there's the obvious ones, grand final again, but there's a lot of steps and a lot of things to be going forward to actually have to happen to get yourself into a position of, one, making finals, and then, two, getting all the way to the last uh, last weekend in September. Yeah, so with Brisbane, I've done three. I've got three wishes, and I've sort of delved into one of them. The first one is the off-season mentality and psyche. How, how could they have shaped that before leaving the club. So the week after the grand final, Chris Fagan, his coaching group, um, the sports psychologist, they would have spent a lot of time with, with the players before exiting um, and, and shaping their off-season. So their off-season would have been so critical in in the sense that, as we spoke about the hurt, you can go one way or another. You can have four weeks of, of drowning your sorrows and, and putting on a good amount of weight and, and, and really not caring about 
what it looks like for the next sort of period of time or you, you, you shake yourself off after a two-week period, you get moving again, you start becoming a leader and, and grabbing fellow teammates and, and, and implementing an off-season program. And by the sounds of that, um, you know, the, the psyche of the, the Brisbane Lions is in a good space if that's what has occurred yesterday. So I reckon the wish, um, first wish, in particular from the coaches, uh, is that the playing group's in a good headspace um, upon arriving back at the football club. So I'd say that's almost a tick already, um, if, if that's what has occurred yesterday. Wish number two, I think. Yep. Number, wish number two would be for the Brisbane Lions. So they've invested um, in, in Duday from, from Adelaide Crows, who's gone through a series of knee injuries and reconstructions. He's an absolute quality player. Um, halfback, intercept mark, can really kickstart some, um, some counter attack off that off that piece of um, piece of the playing field, which is a really important piece to, I reckon, Brisbane's um, attack. Mm. They've invested and, and gone out and, and absolutely um, headhunted him and brought him in. Um, so he becomes a real asset if he can get his body right and he gets back up and running. Um, the other the other part for me, the other part of this wish is, is Will Ashcroft and how he returns from his knee. Uh, he his first half of the year last year, as we know, as we know, as a first year player, was sensational. Um, so. Yes, there's a little bit of pressure. We're putting a little bit of pressure on a young kid who's in his second year, only because of what he executed and was able to implement in his first half last year, first half of the season last year. So if he can come back uh, and find some of that rhythm, obviously physically well, but find rhythm with the footy, he becomes a major recruit for that football club as well. So there's two really important pieces, if fully fit, that they add into that side uh, for their 2024 campaign. The third wish, um, the third wish... Um, I don't know how really articulate this one this work this well uh, that well, but um, the third wish I reckon is the coaching group hoping that the playing group are open to improving. So even Lockie Neal, the best players, Lockie Neal, the Danahers, you name the top liners, if they can open their mind to finding just three percent each, just three percent better in their two K time trial, three percent better on their left foot from thirty meters, right foot from thirty meters, left foot, left hand, right hand. All the little, every little piece of the puzzle that comes together to put a footballer together, skin folds, um, you know, 40 metres of sprint, blah, blah, blah. If they can find 3% in everything, in everything, where does that put them? Does that, does that get them over the line last year in the grand final? Does it? I don't know. But if they can find 3% individually and therefore collectively, it puts them in a better space and it gives them every chance uh, to get after another premiership tilt or an opportunity in grand final tilt to win a premiership. I'm loving this. We are getting the Christmas wish list for the Lions and the Suns from Dean Solomon, part of the SEN call team, part of the SEN family. Three um, percenters, I love that. Brilliant stuff. Now, Dino, what about heading down the M1? What about the, the Suns? Um, they they probably already got one Christmas wish, and that's Dimmer being there on the, on the track at, uh, at training, the new coach. Santa Claus, yeah. <laughs> He said he spoke about it, didn't he? Get new toys at Christmas. So it, it works him well. But uh, oh, there's no doubt his experience um, that he brings, what he's been through, he's, he's shaped the football club from the, from the ground up to being um, multiple premierships. So it's all going to multiple premierships. So he's got the capability. Uh, he's there now. But that, in isolation, isn't just going to get it done. So I think uh, the three wishes for the Gold Coast Suns. The first one for me is is the Miller, Raul, um, Anderson mix. So the three of them, inside mids. Um, who really sort of stepped up and, and taken over that mid, uh, midfield um, role. Mm. Uh, but if I think back over the last three years, I don't think 
in my view, all three of them haven't been fully fit in each of those years. So the first year, I reckon Raul and Miller took off and had a really good year. Anderson was still finding his craft, and that's natural uh, for, for a first or second year player. The second year, I reckon Rao come off with injury. I think it was a groin for memory. And Anderson started to grow. Miller was, was really good. He had almost his best year. And then last year, Anderson had his breakout year. Rao was getting back to his best and Miller got injured. So to, so I reckon Dimahar, if he can get all three fully fit for, for 22, 23 games, um, and then hoping, obviously, for a, a finals campaign, that will go a long way to give him, giving him access to that um, opportunity. But as we know, with each midfielder in each, um, each team, if you lose one or two of your midfielders or they're, or they're, they're going at 60% because of injury, it just, it's a significant, and, and, um, a, a significant effect throughout, mm. the, throughout the group and the way that they play. So wish number one is to have all three fit for a whole year. Um, big wish, a lot of moving parts there, but it does happen. And, um, and, Knowing those three guys, they're the ultimate professionals, so they'll give themselves every opportunity to, to do that. Wish number two, um, I reckon, for Damien Hardwick would be his key forward. So Ben King, uh, 73 games now, into his fifth or sixth year, had a knee reconstruction, so he's had an interrupted um, you know, start to his journey. But he's at an age now where all key forwards take, they take time, and that's just natural. We can't expect them to dominate years one, two, three, um, but years four, five, and six is where they start to come into their own. Five or six is where they start to play with real confidence. So I kind of feel like Ben King on the back of a massive preseason, and that's the critical piece um, to Benny King and, and, and to all players, but when you've had an E-Rico and you're still building your body and it takes 12 to 18 months, he's coming to that period of time now where he gets a full run of it, fully healthy, get a full preseason, become strong, become really fit, but most important, become really confident again he'll make a profound impact in the competition in 2024. So for that to happen, okay, clearly he needs to be fit and confident, but I reckon he's about to enter a window that we haven't seen Ben King um, achieve yet. Um, for me, the third wish, the third wish is, it probably comes from Dimmer Harwick in the sense that he's bringing new philosophies, new styles, uh, game style, the way the cultural piece will be different, uh, trademarks will be different. So there's a transition period there, and, and it, sometimes it, it can take a bit of time to get traction, but also sometimes you look at Adam Kingsley last year, the Giants, it can get traction and, and it can take off really quickly. Mm. I remember when Kenny Higley went to Port Adelaide, their first year, I think they made a, a semi or a prelim from memory on the back of, um, you know, being touted a, a team that no one wanted to coach. So there is a spike when you get a new coach. It can happen quickly. It can happen slowly. So the seamless effect um, of those um uh, implementations from Damien Harvey. He'd be wishing that they get traction really early, with, really quickly. I read a little piece today where he acknowledged that the contest and team defence implemented by Stewie Jew over the years is really strong. That's already in play. He wants to in, implement a bit of the, um, a bit more to the offensive side of the, the game for the Sun. So he'll be wishing uh, over summer he can get some real traction and they hit the ground running in the preseason and therefore uh, round one they can uh, they can make some impact on the scoreboard and, and the ladder. Dean, I love this wish list, and I hope Santa does as well, bringing you to both uh, the Gabba or Springfield and also to the Suns down at Carrara. Uh, great stuff, mate, and, and thank you for your input this year as well. It has been invaluable to get someone with the premiership credentials, coaching credentials, and now being part of the SEM family. Uh, always the words of wisdom. So thank you, mate, for uh, sharing uh, with myself and the listeners. No problems, Ben. Great to be on here, mate, and wish you a happy Christmas and all the listeners as well.
Likewise. There we go. Dean Solomon, uh, part of uh, SEN's AFL Nation history with the Gold Coast Suns as well. Premiership winner with Essendon. So the wish list there for the Lions, and I reckon it's handy too. The off-season, the psyche, getting that right uh, after the grand final. The injuries, making sure that they're intact. I reckon that's the big one for any team, isn't it? Making sure injuries. The Lions were fairly blessed, even though they lost Ashcroft uh, throughout the uh, season. The coaching improvement, about 3%. Uh, as far as, well, that's what the coaches want. That's in the den, uh, down at the Suns, getting those midfielders. Rao, Anderson, Miller, all fit and firing. Key forward, Ben King, time to step up. He's at that sweet spot of his career. And the spike, yeah, from Dimmer. I love that. Making sure they can harness that and get into that system real quick. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, any that you agree with? Any others that you'd have on your wish list? Uh, we'll get to those. Your texts, plenty of coming through. Christmas, there's a few Grinches out there too. Come on, we're knocking on the door of September. Surely it's time to play some Christmas music at 21 minutes past 10. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. <laughs> Let's go, girl. <laughs> very good. Very good, Slam and Sam. That does lead us into our next segment. Oh, I love that. Shania Twain. Let's go, girls. Yeah, not only the AFLW, but the Brisbane Heat in action. Before we head across to the Nullarbor, uh, across the Nullarbor, where they are playing tonight in Perth, quick update from the Gab of the Queensland Bulls taking on WA in a Shield match. And this does have test ramifications as well. Queensland sent into bat. None for 13 after 45 minutes of play. Just check the radar. Not too much rain around so hopefully they keep going uh, why are there test implications well Matt Renshaw is batting right now not out four Joe Burns unbeaten on seven uh, Cameron Bancroft actually the two Camerons are playing for WA Cameron Bancroft who is the uh, leading run scorer as far as openers concerned uh, in shield this summer so he and Renshaw fighting it out for David Warner's test spot when he retires and Cameron Green the all-rounder, he needs to get a bit of form back to try and force his way back into the test sides after Mitch Marsh has pushed him out. Uh, so there we go. Round the grounds, Gabbert, none for 13 on day one of their Shield match, sent into bat by WA. But tonight in WA, the Brisbane Heat in the Women's Big Bash Eliminator. Uh, all thanks to Queensland Cricket. The Big Bash is back. Well, yeah, it's on now. Make sure you get your tickets for the men's Big Bash. It all kicks off December 7. But tonight, Sydney Thunder are in our sights. And on the line, we have the Heat's coach, Ashley Nofke. Noffers, very good morning to you. Thank you for waking up a little bit earlier in Perth to uh, take us through tonight. Uh, I've got to say, Laura Harris being back, you must be a relieved coach. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Benny. Um, to be honest, mate, um, yeah, always, always happy with the skills of uh, Laura Harris being involved in any T20 team. Uh, super dangerous, uh, obviously can take the game away. We often call her a game shifter and, and that's what she does. Um, you know, the game moves fast when she's in there and, um, you know, hopefully she gets that opportunity. But there's plenty of other performers within our team, um, you know, from, from our perspective. So we're, we're super excited. Well, one of those is Charlie Knott, and a good reward for her um, uh, overnight, uh, getting that Rookie of the Year as well. So she, she's been a, a game shifter for you too, with the bat and the ball. 
Absolutely. She's just shown a, um, a quality uh, in both forms. You know, she's worked incredibly hard, Benny, to be honest. Um, she's one of our hardest working athletes, and that's always a really pleasing thing for a coach to sit back and um, see people that work really hard, uh, that are coachable. And, and you know, we, we say shirt first uh, in our team uh, what we stand for. Uh, you know, we, we all back each other and work hard, and, and Charlie Knott is a a super example of that. So when you see those people getting the accolades, um, super excited and, and our whole coaching staff is pumped. All right. How are they looking for tonight? You've had a, you've had a, it's a cliche, but it's the best way to describe your season. A roller coaster season. Off to a flyer, up, down, few losses on the trot, then you're back into the, the winner's circle. How are you, how are you approaching tonight and how do you harness that, that form that you had at the beginning of the season? Yeah, it's all about timing, Ben, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what happens before here. It's an eliminator for a reason. Um, you know, we've got to play well tonight, and that's all that really matters, and, and that gives you an opportunity to go on to tomorrow. So, um, it, you know, harnessing some of the great stuff we had at the start. You know, uh, we, you know, as coaches, we talk about um, doubt and belief and all that sort of stuff, and, um, you know, we have those individual conversations and try and empower the players to to believe in themselves at every moment. Um, I think competitive problem solvers is something that we've really adapted with and there's always problems that go along in a in a season. 14 games is a long time mm-hmm. and you're going to be hit with some potholes along the way. You know, how the girls handled that um, through the process and kept sticking to their guns, I think, is the reason why we're here. Um, you know, things don't go always according to plan. We could have fallen off um, and, and lost our way, but we didn't and we bounced back and, and that's the bit that we focus on as coaches. All right, from a coach's point of view, what has been the biggest pothole, the, the, the biggest issue you've had to, or problem you've had to solve this summer? Um, yeah, obviously, as mentioned, like that, that, that pure element of belief in the moments that can critically matter, but it's about the bits of how they respond, how they bounce back. You know, what questions do they ask? And as coaches, how can we support that for them to, to, to look at the problem um, as a critical uh, and an analytical type process and then just go, hey, it's not about you. It's just about, you know, what options do I have next time? And and I think our girls have been doing that better and better and it's been an evolution of over a long time, Benny, to be fair. Um, you know, this is our sixth year of, of finals in a row. You know, n- not any other team is doing that. We're, we're creating a lot, of, a lot of people that now are off playing uh, interstate against us. Um, but we've still got a great team and we've still got the, you know, the, the talented players like Charlie not coming through. So, um, you know, the, the, the simple factors are always the best. We, we know that as people, um, if we can stick to those simple messages, um, keep supporting and learning along the way, that competitive problem-solving type moment, then we can have some great success. Ashley Nofke, our guest this morning, all thanks to MEGT, helping women kickstart their career goals in the trade industry. Uh, we mentioned Laura Harris. What about her sister, Grace? Again, really strong early in the season. She was flying. She was getting runs. The strike rate is is huge. It's 150 plus. Um, the back end, not so much from Gracie. Yeah, she she obviously hasn't um, had a major impact on many games in the last little a little patch and there's you know um you know from her perspective she knows that um you know as a player we always know how we're going you know you don't have to be a rocket science to work out um what that's going to look like for her but the beautiful part about gracie is she's at box office uh, she she's what um people come to see and we're about to play a final and i know for one thing if you gave me a choice if i'm playing against gracie today or with her i'm picking her every day of the week so 
um, you know, from my perspective as a coach, I'm so glad she's in our camp and walking out with a Brisbane Heat logo on a on a on a helmet, and and we're all behind her. I know you're saying it's an eliminator, and you whatever's happened in the past is in the past. It's all about now. But do you do you look at the the, the games you've played against the Thunder? Because there's been there's been two, hasn't there? A win and a loss. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, a really high sc- a scoring affair at North Sydney Oval, um, where their top order batters uh, batted for the majority of the uh, of the innings, mm-hmm. and then and then one obviously just recently where we you know we we bowled incredibly well, we caught incredibly well, and I mean that's been a focus of our year. To be fair, we've um, you know Benny, we've created the most opportunities in the air, so our bowlers are doing a great job, but we've also dropped a number of catches through the. Uh, through the tournament, we've been focusing heavily on the positive, uh, you know, getting in the position to take those catches for our bowlers and create momentum. When we did that in our last game, we won. And uh, we put pressure on our opposition. And that's as simple as it is. You know, we're going to win in the air. Uh, you hit it up, we're going to catch it. Um, and, and, and we're going to put pressure on your batting lineup. You know, if we, if we don't take that offensive, don't take that positive look, um, you know, the game splits the other way. So, you know, to be fair, Thunder are dangerous. They've done the same thing. They came out of the box incredibly hard and, and they've found it hard through the back end. But, you know, it's the team that sticks to their guns, those simple things today, uh, as we always hear in coaching cliches. Um, but the essence is our team knows how we play. We understand our, our way and, we, you know, we're going to go out and play for each other t- today. Um, uh, you know, as a collective, you know, interestingly enough, Benny, we we, we didn't have any players in the team of the tournament, not not apart from Charlie, not as twelfth uh, as twelfth woman. So, you know, at the end of the day, it shows how we play as a team. We we're a collective group of of great individuals without needing one person shining all the time to win games of cricket. Ah, a champion team rather than a team of champions. See, I like that, Noffers. Yeah, keeping it simple. Benny, you said it. <laughs> and keeping it simple too. Catches win matches. Uh, very quickly, how much do you have to manage? So when you win tonight, let's think positive. When you win tonight, you, you've got to back up and play again tomorrow in another sudden death, uh, this time against the home team, the, the Scorchers. How do you attack that? Yeah, well, we've been doing it all year, mate. Not necessarily back-to-back and day-to-day, but we're not moving anywhere. So uh, throughout the whole tournament, we were playing, getting on a plane the next day and playing the next day after that. So we've been doing this all season. Now, sometimes that comes with challenges. Uh, the beautiful thing is we're, we're 30 seconds walk from the whacker. Uh, we're going to walk over and do battle tonight. If we walk back with that win in our pocket, which we're, we're aiming to do, uh, we get a full night's sleep at a hotel. We get to come together as a group and, and collectively uh, commit to a plan. Uh, we get to then have a good night's sleep, have the next morning. We're in Perth, the beautiful place. We get to go to the beach and have some time together and, <laughs> and, and enjoy the place and then come and do battle that night. I mean, that's, to be honest, what other job do you want, mate? That's fair. And I'm glad you're talking like that and you've got the plan. Noffers will be watching tonight and uh, hopefully tomorrow night as well. Good luck, mate, and uh, and good hunting with the girls. Ashley Nofke, the Heats women's coach in the Eliminator tonight. All thanks to MEGT, Women and Trades Advance Your Workforce with Female Trading Power. Visit MEGT.com. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ.
very good slam and Sam. Yeah, call me any time, but call me now if you want dinner or drinks on us at the Waterloo Bay Hotel or a double to the Bullets and Hawks this Sunday. Oh, of course, you can catch all the Bullets action uh, here on SENQ with the Hoff and uh, Drew Forbes calling action. But 13, 13, 55, I need to give you the get-in question, don't I? The quiz, that's right. Tuesday, our quiz, our last quiz for the year. 13, 13, 55, the get-in question is, who did Australia lose the Davis Cup final to on the weekend? A 20-year drought was up for the breaking... Yet it was us who got broken. Who did Australia lose the Davis Cup final to on the weekend? News and then your answers. Probably a chance to Google it if you don't know, but that's the only time you get to do that. 13.13.55. We will be running the rule over to you. Quiz up next. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Who did Australia lose the Davis Cup final to on the weekend? It's our getting question for the quiz. The board has lit up, which is outstanding. It is our last quiz for the year. Our prizes, well, there's plenty. Uh, dinner for you and a friend, or maybe it's drinks for you and a friend at the Waterloo Bay Hotel. Bullets, tickets as well coming up for grabs. Uh, just having a quick look at the Gabba before we get to our quiz. It's been a fairly... Testing first hour, I would imagine, under the laden skies, uh, Austra- Australia. Uh, Queensland sent in to bat by WA. None for 23 after the first hour. Drinks at the moment. Matt Renshaw unbeaten on 12. Joe Burns on 8. Test implications for both sides. Renshaw and Bancroft, the headline act. <laughs> Ten questions, one winner. Time for Morning's Quiz Whiz. And now here's our very cheap version of Tony Barber, Benny Davis. And you just don't know how cheap at all. 13, 13, 55. You know the deal. If you're one of the first five callers through, you do get a second bite at the cherry because it comes down to being the last man, the last person standing after 10 questions. The get-in question today, and I've been giving you clues. Well, not clues. I've been giving you answers throughout the morning as well if you've been playing at home. Hopefully you have been. Who did Australia lose the Davis Cup final to on the weekend? Let's head to Holland Park to kick things off. Daniel, very good morning to you. Were you watching the tennis, or at least did you know this question before I asked it? Uh, Italy. <laughs> well done, mate. Yes. Wow, Sam, really? Wow. How long have you had that one standing by, ready to go? All year, and you've just ripped that out. Okay. Hey, Daniel, uh, don't mind him. You are off and running. Question number two. 
We are keeping an eye on this one. It's Red Hill Watch. Which Broncos origin star could be on the move to the Warriors if these reports are true? Uh, Capewell. Yes, Kurt Capewell, indeed. He was touring the facilities. He caught up with Andrew Webster, his old mate from Penrith. They were together there. Webster is an assistant. Capewell is a premiership winner. Could be on the move to Auckland uh, even before this season starts. Question number three. Who do the Matildas play in a two-game series starting Friday or Saturday our time? Uh, Thailand. No, not Thailand. Not Thailand. But you know what, Daniel? Because you were first cab off the rank, you do get a second chance. So call back and see what happens. You never know. Let's... Rip down. Oh, let's head down to the M1. Mermaid Beach. Wayne, good morning to you. Listening on 16, uh, 11, uh, uh, where are we? 11.20 a.m. Yeah, there we go. 16.20 a.m. I knew where we were. I just had to try and find it. All right. Um, Wayne, let me see. Matildas. Two-game series starting Friday. Who are they playing? Well, I'm hoping they're playing Canada. Yes, you hope correctly. Well done. You are on the board. Question number four. Which Queensland golfer who won last year's Australian PGA missed the cut for this year's tournament? Yeah, Cameron Smith. Yes, sadly it was. 78 in his final round on Friday. Uh, Question number five. Which four teams will open the NRL season in Vegas next year? Can you name the four teams? Uh, I'm an AFL man, but I'll give it a go. Um... Uh, Broncos. Yep. Roosters. Yep. Bunnies. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, Warriors. Oh, Wayne, so close. You did the hard yards. Three out of four. But you know what? You do get a second chance, Wayne, because you were second caller through. Call back. You never know what happens by the time we get to question 10. Uh, Damien's out at Windaroo. Damien, good morning to you. Um, we've just heard three of the teams. Can you name the fourth? Yeah, Eagle. Yeah, yeah, Manly. Correct. Well done. Uh, good stuff. I reckon that was pretty good from Wayne, just quietly being an AFL man. All right. Uh, Brisbane Lions play an AFLW grand final this weekend against North Melbourne. What number grand final, AFLW grand final, is it for Brisbane? Shot in the dark, Benny. Is it number four? It is not number four, no. It's a hell of a record. There's been eight, or this will be the eighth. They've played in, let's see, John's at Burp and Gary. Oh, very good morning to you, John. How many AFLW grand finals have the Lions qualified for? Just the one, I think. Oh, no. They've won just one, but they have qualified for a few more than that. Greg, Mango Hill, this is what we do. Second chance. All right, so we've got one, two, three, four. So we got, yep, second chances. Keep following through. Uh, Greg, morning to you. How many AFLW grand finals have the Lions qualified for? You're talking, is that me, mate? Yeah, mate, yep, 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 that's you. Yeah. Oh, five, mate. Five, Five, yes. No, well done. Well done, Greg. Five. Five of eight. That's bloody brilliant stuff, isn't it? Uh, Question number seven. It's a V8s or it's a supercars one. Name the Queenslander who's replacing SVG at Triple Eight Racing next season. Oh, 
not too good on the car racing. Um, uh, the clock's ticking. Waters, take a step. Oh, oh no, not 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 Cam Waters. No, don't worry. Um, yeah, let me see, Greg. You do get a second chance at this, and we're fighting back now. Daniel, who was our first cab off the rank seats, is the beauty of the second chance. Daniel, who's out at Holland Park, the Queenslander. Who's replacing SVG at Triple Eight Racing? Who is it? Uh, Will Brown. It is Will Brown, yes. The boy from Toowoomba. He is making the move to the Raging Bulls. All right. Uh, I'm sure you were just listening to Ashley Nofke before, Daniel. Um, the Heat. They're in the Eliminator tonight. Who are they playing? Uh, the Thunder. Yes. That was question number eight. You kicked us off. You've got two questions to go, Dan, and then you will be taking away the prizes. Bullets tickets for this weekend and the Waterloo Bay Hotel voucher, your ultimate venue for celebrations, corporate events, and unforgettable memories, waterloobayhotel.com.au. But you need to answer these two questions first, Daniel. Here we go. Name the Aussie cricketer who scored a century in the first T20 match against India. Uh, England. Yes, well done. Daniel, outstanding. Was that the penultimate question? That, yes, it was the penultimate question. Very good from you, Daniel. Hey, don't worry. I, I've, got a lot of, I've got a lot of blank looks when I used the word penultimate before, and it was like, what? It's like, you're the second last. Come on. How do you not know that? All right, this is the ultimate question for you. Question 10. Hang on. I've just read this for the first time. How is this question 10? It's truth. Dan, here we go. Which Bullet star has won an NBA championship with the San Antonio Spurs? Uh, sorry, you're just breaking up. What was that? <laughs> Which Bullet star has won an NBA championship with the Spurs? Oh, I have no idea about basketball. Oh, take a stab. Uh, what, is, it, is, it, what, is it Simmons? No, it's not. No, he plays for the Bullets now. Oh, Daniel, so close. So close. Hey, Wayne's back from the Goldie. Wayne, here we go. You faltered, yeah. on, you faltered on the NRL teams, but you gave it a good stab. Which Bullets player has won an NBA championship with the Spurs? Well, I know he's a big unit. I know he's got a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know, I know he got suspended, but mm-hmm. I cannot tell you his name. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Um, no, I, I, I honestly, I don't think, I, I, I just don't have him. I, I, I know what he looks like. Uh, I, but, uh, not, yep. Uh, Aaron, yep, go. Yep. Aaron Bates. There we go, Aaron Bates. <laughs> Wayne, I know the clock was ticking, but you know what? You described him. You, you could see him. You pictured him. And that was almost enough for me. You got his name in the end. Well done, Aaron Baines. Wayne from Mermaid Beach, mate, you are off to watch him on Sunday. Uh, the Illawarra Hawks, they're playing at uh, the Armoury Nissan Arena. Of course, you can catch all the high-flying action at the Bullets games. Visit brisbanebullets.com.au. But you are going on us and... Wayne, you've got the daily double because I'm feeling generous being the penultimate show, but the last chance for the quiz for 2023. Uh, dinner or drinks are us at the Waterloo Bay Hotel, your ultimate venue for celebrations, corporate events, and unforgettable memories. 
read Christmas parties as well, visit Waterloo Bay hotel.com.au but Wayne you'll be visiting it in person outstanding stuff the quiz has been fun this year it's been a ripper do we revamp it for next year do we keep it the same sometimes the simple things in life are often the best aren't they 13 13 55 we have cleared the competition line it is back to the open line the question I've been asking today among many the question I've been asking today is around the Gabba on Friday we got the confirmation it will be knocked down and redeveloped and you're paying for it. We, we know that. So since you're paying for it, what should be the first design in it? If you were designing the Gabba, what is a must-have? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Is it the improved seating, more leg room? Is it a roof? Is it parking? Is it accessibility? Or as others have said, KFC. Let me know. <laughs> because the design and tenders are basically kicking off now. So since you're paying for it, you should have a say. What do you want to see in the new designs of the brand new Gabba? Heading into the Olympic and Paralympic Games and obviously beyond. 13 13 736 Back to get your calls, your thoughts, and also the Brisbane International have unveiled Grand Slam champions today coming to Pat Raft Arena this summer. Who are they? We'll find out next. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. You're just getting lazy, Sam. Is that what it is? It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the penultimate show of the year and you're just rolling out your little favourite tune from... Actually, you know what? There is a big, big sound coming from the west of the town. Can we class Tennyson as the western... Oh, I think it is western suburbs, southwestern suburbs. I think suburbs. anything past Milton is classed as western, isn't it? <laughs> Wow. Geography skills at play. Uh, thank you for joining us, SENQ, your home of sport. That's right. It is sport here in Queensland. Um, yes, there is some big, big sounds coming out of the southwest of the town. I'm going to say that. Tennyson, Pat Raft Arena. Let's head straight there. Cam Pearson is the tournament director of the Brisbane International. Oh, Cam. Um, southwest. Uh, Tennyson, southwest. I mean, I grew up at Corinda. I class that southwest, yeah? I, I, how are you, Benny? I'd, I'd go with Southwest. More South than West. <laughs> yeah, very good. I was trying to get Sam out of a hole for playing the Giants' GWS theme song. Uh, anyway, mate, big announcement. <laughs> the big sound coming out of your part of town today. You've got some Grand Slam winners. You've got semi-finalists and majors coming to town. Who have we got on the cards? Yeah, yeah we have. Really thrilled today to announce a couple of Grand Slam champions, Arena Sabalenka and Elena Rybakina, um, Wimbledon champion, Australian Open champion. You might remember they played the Australian Open final earlier this year. It was a great match and it really kicked off a big rivalry now that we've seen all year between those two. Um, and and then from a, from the men's side, rising star Ben Shelton. Um, he's only 21, made the US Open semi-final this year, played Novak. Uh, got, I think it was four sets, maybe, but um, really stamped himself and announced himself on the men's tour with that win. Went on to win a big event in Tokyo, 
only a couple of months ago and now is well and truly entrenched in the top 20. And I think one of one of the up-and-comers, I would say a Grand Slam champion in the next two to three years. That would be my prediction. Well, there we go. And we get to see him firsthand yeah. here at the Brisbane International. And, Ken, that, that's what I love about this event. And I'm glad that it's back in its, I guess, its original form with the both men and women playing there and especially the WTA ratings and, and rankings coming out. You're getting the big names, but we're also yeah. getting to see them before that they, they emerge into the superstars of the game. Yeah, you're right. It, it, it's a really good balance, I think. And I think, yeah, look, I'm thrilled that the Brisbane International is back. So many people that have been to it in the past um, are thrilled it's back. You know, the sales, the ticket sales have been great. The field is really shaping up. But as you say, you get to see them, well, first, because the first time, this is the first time Ben's coming to Brisbane, his first trip. Um, to Australia was last year, so he's really excited about coming to Brisbane this year. But we see them as they're in those rising stars, and then um, we, we watch them go on to, you know, the Grand Slam success that so many of them have had. Have you got any other announcements coming up before? I'm sure you do. Are you coming up in the next I month? Knew, I knew you'd ask me that. <laughs> as, if we're not con- that as if we're not content with today. But, hey, we're always looking no, forward, yeah. So, so far, we've got five Grand Slam champions um, in the field. I know there will be more. Um, entries close next week. Um, you know, I know there's some there's some quality players that have already um, in the preliminary list, but it doesn't become final until the close of the deadline. Deadline it becomes an acceptance list, is what it's called in tennis. Mm-hmm. But I, I, look, there's there's more. There'll be more announcements. We'll definitely announce the field. Hoping that there might be a sneaky one between now and then, and um, yeah, that look as strong as I've seen the Brisbane National Field. I know this one will be as good as what we've seen in the past, no question. Okay, and that is outstanding stuff. I, I know Australia have just played the, the made the Davis Cup uh, final over the weekend yeah. against Italy as well. Any any of those players on the radar yeah, from either? You'll see a lot of the Aussies. Yeah. Absolutely, you'll see a lot of the Aussies. Look, I'm thinking on the men's side, we're going to have up to seven of the Aussies on the men's side, and that's without wild cards. Um, the, the guys, we've just got such a great men's program at, at the moment, and kudos to the performance team um, for getting so many in the top 100. But um, the, this is the first time. I've never seen in a, a field that has that many Australians in it here in Brisbane. Uh, it's only a 32 draw. Um, and actually, Ben, you, you know your tennis quite well. But in the past, the Brisbane International has been a 28 men's draw, which means the top four men get buys. This year, it's a 32 draw, which means there's no buys. So the top players are starting from the first round, from the first day. Nice. There we go. So from day yeah. one, we'll be able to day. see, uh, yeah, all day those one. day one brilliant stuff. Yep. Uh, just on wild cards, Cam, and, and look, I'm, I'm throwing all my cards out here now because uh, sadly tomorrow is the final show for us for the year. So this is why I'm trying to get as much info as I can out of you. It's the last chance we get to we get to talk. <laughs> one, one of the wild cards um, would the well maybe the wild man of Australian tennis, Nick Kyrgios, be part of a, a wild card. Well, he might. Be, it could be in the mix. Look, it, it, you know, given that um, this is a Tennis Australia-owned event. Um, you know, we always look to promote our own players. Um, not always, though. We've got to look at, you know, there's some, there's some quality players that have been out injured, so their rankings are not high enough right now, mm. which we're looking at. So there's, we, we've, got, we've got some big decisions to make uh, on wild cards. You know, if Nick, um, Nick's spoken publicly about wanting to return this summer, but he needs to do what's right for him and his recovery. 
Um, you know, we've still got time before entries close. We've still got the wild card. So someone like Nick, you'd say, will give you every opportunity. But let's just see how his recovery goes and whether or not he's ready to play um, in January. All right. Well, question without notice, and I'm just trying to look it up myself. Um, where and how is his ranking, considering he has been out for, for the majority of the year? Yeah, he has. Um, and so what happens after a certain amount of time that you've been out, you get a protected ranking, which means you can enter on your protected ranking. Okay. Um, so here's a protected ranking, I think, in the 20s or just outside, in, in definitely in the top 25. Um, and so he could use that or he could or he could think, you know what, I'm not, I'm not ready at the entry deadline. I could get a wild card and we'd, we would hold one for him, I would think. But Let's see. Let's see what he what he's got to say. But you know, he's got a he's got a bit of recovery to go. I know he he, he desperately wants to play in January. So fingers crossed he can because he's such a fan favourite, and you know we love we love watching him, um, whether it be live or on the TV. Yeah, exactly right. And he's a former he's a former champion too. The Brisbane he's a former champion. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. Good to see him. that's right. He's well, played a few years and he won it in twenty seventeen. Well, we are spoilt for choice here into the summer. Um, f- five Grand Slam wins, winners, did you say so? So far, yeah, on the carrot. Oh, I, I, I said so far. So, yeah, so, so far. far. <laughs> I love that carrot you are dangling. Uh, Cam, thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving us uh, the update uh, and great work on assembling yeah. this uh, field uh, next week, the final acceptance list. So uh, you've still got a bit more work to do, but uh, we are going to be God blessed, blessed with talent, mate. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board at such short notice. Appreciate it. Cam Pearson, the tournament director at the Brisbane International, uh, with the uh, announcements this morning that uh, we are going to have a replay of the Australian Open women's final here in Brisbane, which is brilliant stuff. The two uh, that have made that 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736 text coming through, which is outstanding stuff as well. Um, Pat, just on the Gabba and the redevelopment, what would be the number one prerequisite for you? If you were designing the Gabba, what's it need? What's the non-negotiable for you? Pat has said the most important thing is that once it's built and up and running is to have food and beverage prices at a reasonable price instead of the ridiculous ones we have at stadiums now. It's a joke for families. But I reckon you have touched on a nerve right there. The cost of food at stadiums around the world, stadia, yeah, it's so expensive. Who would have thought that hot chips, eight bucks, or is that cheap? Hot chips. Mm. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Look, last hour we heard from Dean Solomon when we came to the wish lists of AFL teams in the southeast. Obviously, the Lions and Suns are both back in pre-season training. One of the new recruits at the Lions spoke yesterday. We'll hear what Tom Duday had to say straight after the news hits with Amy. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. David Vicious, I be up in the gym Just working on my fitness, he's my witness Oh yeah, a bit of Fergalicious Just getting into the groove of what we're about to talk about Getting into the gym and some fitness for your teenagers We'll do that very shortly uh, Before we do that, let's have a look at the text line uh, Plenty coming in George, thank you for your text He said, Betty, the Queensland Government is going to spend $2.3 billion on one venue He's talking the Gabba here 2.7, but anyway. Uh, a retractable roof is a must. 
and fold away drop-in pitches, a la Real Madrid and Tottenham Hotspur stadiums. It's a staggering amount of money for one venue. George, if you're looking at it just as a stadium, yes, but it is the precinct. It's the whole area. It's the stadium's the centrepiece. It's everything else that's around it. It's the social housing they're building. It's the restaurants and bars and cafes. It's the precinct as well. Urban renewal. We have seen what Southbank is. It's not just one venue, Southbank. There's a litany of it, and it's a legacy, isn't it? Well, for our kids, and we're experiencing it now. Now, for our kids and grandkids and their kids, that Gabba precinct is going to live on and on. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Getting to more texts in just a moment, but let's tap into the fitness world because our friends at Planet Fitness have got something for you over the school holidays or, more importantly, for your kids and grandkids. Uh, Joe Orson is the club's operation manager. is on the line now. Joe, hello. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Talk us through what you've got on for the teenagers, the Teen Fit Pass program. Yes. Well, it's it's incredibly exciting for us to launch this in Australia. Um, the Teen Fit Pass is predominantly for teenagers aged 15 to 19 to utilise any Planet Fitness Club for free this summer. Um, we're really excited to offer it given... Wow. Um, what do you do in the summer holidays and especially with parents still working and the cost of living the pressures that we do know happen for all we really wanted to provide something that's really great for our community um we're at we sort of got 17 locations now across new south wales and queensland and we're opening up in victoria on thursday at uh, at Carayo. but we're incredibly excited to open up our club doors We've had such a great response from our current members and parents just saying that they are overwhelmed with joy that we are doing something that costs nothing, um, not asking for anything in return apart from providing an environment where their teams can access uh, between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., seven days a week, they can access our club. Um, we really want it to be, it's a very safe, non-intimidating environment, Planet Fitness, and we very much are the judgment-free zone. So we really provide ourselves on providing that really warm, friendly environment that feels safe for, for parents to drop off their teens. Um, naturally, we follow all the processes with an orientation. So we do the orientation through the club with the parent or the legal guardian uh -huh. um, on the first so you register online at teenfitpass.com.au and you go through that registration process for the parent um, with our club policies and, and waivers. And then when you come in club, the orientation happens straight away and we get them used to what the club is, how to use equipment, the expectations of our club policies being the judgment-free zone and getting everybody comfortable. And the feedback has been... Fantastic, Joe. Th this, are, this is a great this is a great initiative. Uh, and, and my my concern is, as a parent of a teenager, it's like, well, okay, well, hang on, they're going into a gym. How do they get to mm -hmm. know all the equipment and how it works? Because if you if you don't know properly, I mean, you you can do yourself some, well, you can do yourself some harm. So so they're stepped through all the different machines and and programs. Is that is that right? Yes, yeah, 
Yeah, so there is, um, we obviously, we are general fitness. You're not having a certified trainer specifically show them technique. This is very much around the care of how to use the machine. Okay. Um, with some clear instructions with our certified trainer and our fitness trainer manager, Ashley, she's provided a take-home sheet as well around tips of using the club. But we do have our Planet Fitness app, which all teams have access to. So they when love you an look app. in the yeah. They've got great, yeah, great videos, great directions on exercises and what to do in club as well. Um, they're very much catered for um, and definitely cared for by our team. We do regular floor walks. Um, we're we're big on our highs and buys. So if you want to come to a club that and don't like to be spoken to, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're definitely going to have a hello and a goodbye and and a walk on the floor to see how you're going and to check in. It's it's it is a beautiful community environment and that's where people feel safe. Um, the most of all, they feel safe when people check in on them. Yeah, that's and that's and that's, that's, reass- that's reassuring for for parents and grandparents as well. Hey, Joe, thank you for stepping us through it. Uh, Joe Wilson, one of the club managers there at Planet Fitness, teenfitpass.com.au. Uh, that's the registrations for the program. They run from November, so on now, all the way through to February. So school holidays. And look, I, I know some kids have finished up school or at least exam blocks. They don't have to go there. So teenfitpass.com.au, Planet Fitness. Just jump on, have a look and see if there's one near you. There's one there that uh, there could be one there for the kids to do during the school holidays. Good stuff. Joe, thank you. 13 13 736 736. Daniel has dropped us a text saying, Ben, the Gabba should have a museum to recognise the Hall of Fame worst answers to a quiz. Oh, this is Daniel from the quiz at the top of the hour. He said, Ben Simmons, what was I thinking? Ah, uh, nine-year wedding anniversary tomorrow, so I'll be tuning in for redemption. Uh, Daniel, well, happy anniversary for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have some prizes to give away. So, Daniel, be part of the program tomorrow, and you may have your wedding anniversary all sorted out. I don't know what exactly is in the prize cupboard yet, but straight after the show, I'll dig through it and have a look. Uh, 131355 0467 736 736. Uh, Mars, thank you for your text. Uh, ben, just on Christmas wish lists, uh, wish lists, wish lists. Should the Broncos have exercised their demons and viewed the grand final meltdown as all parties claim to have not have watched it yet? Oh, Mars, it's not a bad point. How do you learn from mistakes if you haven't sat back and watched it? I'm sure they would have relived it in their minds over and over again, but sitting down and watching that horror movie, maybe that's exactly what they need heading into this season. Uh, 13, 13, 55, We're 10 away from midday. Back to talk some Matilda straight after this. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Uh, yeah, what you need? What does the Gabba need? 131355. If you were designing the Gabba, what would be your first, well, the first thing you'd put there? What what would it be? 131355 0467 736 736. We've had everything from retractable roofs 
to KFC. Uh, if we've got time, I'm going to bring in the crew on this. Before this, though, we've just had uh, word come through from Canada. The Matildas are preparing to play uh, the Canadians' era two-match series. And Claire Polkinghorne has spoken to the media in that part of the world. Uh, firstly, she did speak about the injuries. We know that Sam Kerr is not going to be part of that. A foot injury has ruled her out of action. She is rehabbing back with Chelsea. Uh, this is Claire Polkinghorne's take. Yeah, obviously it's it's not ideal to, to have injuries leading into camp. Um, but, yeah, obviously it's um, a bit of a challenge for us and, and hopefully those players can... You know, get the, the, I guess, the time that they need to, to get right, um, but also gives a few of the other players a, an opportunity to come in and experience um, the national team environment and, and um, get some more minutes. So um, double-edged sword, um, but yeah, it's all, all part of football. Yes, Claire Polkinghorne, not only is it Sam Kerr who is missing out, but we know that Mackenzie Arnold has an arm injury as well, so she won't be taking part of... Uh, taking part of that series either. Uh, but taking on Canada, what type of uh, challenge will that be for the Matildas? Yeah, obviously Canada is a, a world-class team, so it's um, always exciting to, to, come, to come up against them. Um, we always have some, some pretty tough battles, so uh, it's going to be a good way to finish the year and, um, yeah, really excited to, to get back out there. Yeah, reigning Olympic gold medalist as well, Canada. So a nice, tough test for the Aussies, for the Matildas. It starts Saturday uh, morning, our time, and then... Oh, actually, no, it'd be Saturday afternoon, wouldn't it? Friday? Yeah, yeah, Saturday afternoon, uh, our time, and then the next one is on Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, our time. Uh, 13, 13, 55, We've got about two minutes before we uh, uh, handball it over to uh, Jimmy Smith. So let's bring in the Hoff and Slam and Sam. Yeah, your time to shine, boys. I've given you the best part of 90 seconds to do this. If you were redesigning the Gabba, what would be the number one thing that you would need at the stadium, Sam? KFC. <laughs> really? Have you or got a another? fine dining precinct. <laughs> you can't go from KFC to fine dining. <laughs> wow. Wow. There you go. Uh, you just got all things covered, haven't you? Well, you've got fine dining already across the road at the Logan Road. You've Coles. got. You, the Coles. Coles. No, the other the other side where you got Enateca and and the likes there. Uh, Hoff, what would be your number one go to if oh, you redesigned the Gabba? I think the first thing for me would be better Wi-Fi. It's pretty hard to use <laughs> yeah. a, a phone inside the Gabba at the moment, so that'd be number number one priority. They can't get Wi-Fi right at Chermside Shopping Centre. If you're not even <laughs> Wi-Fi, you're trying to get a phone signal in there. It's shocking. So yeah, that, that'd be that'd be one part of it too. And we know that the Wi-Fi at any stadium. So that would be well. That's part of the improve. You'd have to think. Yeah, how are you supposed to check the score of the game that's happening right in front of you if there's no Wi-Fi in the stadium? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for your input. It's been one of the best 90 seconds of the show so far, which is uh, a lot more input than you blokes have normally. So it's great to have you on. Hey, look, see, Sam's full on the floor. The Hoff, uh, they may be back tomorrow. I definitely will be. I hope you will be as well. Our final show of the year. Oh, and haven't we got a big one lined up for you? What's in it? Well, you'll just have to join us tomorrow from 9 o'clock to find out. Until then, good luck. Good hunting.